Okay, so earlier today I produced a little segment about my trip to Whataburger and I promised I would let you know whether or not I got my food in that short period of time. Well, I did, uh, but they forgot the fries, so they had to go back and get the fries. <sighs> it's all good. So for those of you who did not hear my little three minute segment that I did while I was sitting in the car at Whataburger, I was really excited to see that they had made a small change to their web app where you can order Whataburger online. So usually I'm, I'm getting into the, the uh, pickup mode. I used to do delivery a lot. And eh, when you do delivery, you're adding five to $15 onto the cost of your service, right? So um, save a little money and pick it up rather than have it delivered, right? Um, don't do, I don't do Whataburger delivery, but I'll, I'll tell you this much, right? Whataburger to pick the food up would have been 12 bucks. To have it delivered would have been 24. You see how I saved a little money there? Anyway, so on Whataburger's app, there's, they, they used to have it where when you ordered online, when you got there, someone would come out to your car, greet you and say, who's your order for? Just this week, they have, well, I don't know if it was just this week, but they have added an iteration, which actually allows you to drive to the location, put in your number and let them know that you're there. A lot of companies right now are having to make these little adjustments to their apps in order to be able to survive the pandemic, right? There are all these things that you you can be doing to adjust. What are some adjustments that you can make? A lot of times when we say adjustments, people are going, okay, that means you need to save more money or you need to do something different. You need to go work out or whatever. There's a lot of things that a lot of people are trying to do. And instead of doing the things that are necessary, and if you're a business owner, maybe pulling your customers and seeing what are those things that they need from you is one of the ways that you can do it or making that simple phone call and asking, how are you doing to your customers in order to find out how they are doing and figure out what you can do to help them. It might take a little extra time, but in the end, it's going to make you more money because those people are going to stay with you for the long run. All right. Today's continuation of today's uh, uh, actual podcast is it's Labor Day and taking a little time off. So this one's going to be a little bit shorter than uh, usual because after I'm done with this, I'm taking my butt out to the pool. It's actually, you know, this is a perfect time to tell this story. A few months ago, I actually posted a picture of me with a gif of me uh, floating on my back in the swimming pool. It's something that I have not been able to do ever. I guess I gained a little weight, so now I can do it. No, I'm just kidding. More buoyant. No, I'm just kidding. No. (laughs) Um, Reality being that I was super scared of the water. I, I had some level of anxiety being in water up to my nose, right? You know, you've got water up to your nose. You can still breathe, right? When it's right at your lip, you can still breathe. But I would be at water up to my lip and feel like it wasn't getting ready to come up my nose. And so I would get totally freaked out and um, silently um, have a little bit of a panic attack. Well, this year, through much prayer, meditation, and um, having the experience of being a parent with a kid who is just taken to the water, like she just, like she's a fish. I, I call her 
a little mermaid because my daughter can get into the water and do just about anything that she wants. And when she, when she gets into the water, it's funny because I see her and she like a, like a dolphin, she just jumps into the water head first, butt up in the air, legs up and she kicks too when she gets there and she dives down deep and then she comes back up. She is fearless in that. And I guess I became a little jealous. So a little bit randomly this week without even considering, should I, I just sat in the water and attempted to float on my back. And when I did, it all happened naturally. And I was floating on my back and it was the coolest thing in the world because not only was I floating, but I started swimming. (laughs) I started swimming and, and like just surface tension on the water. I was floating around swimming backwards and then I started doing what Sharon does. Sharon uh, watches uh, Dinosaur Train so she's in the water she goes la la lu and I started doing that myself because I understood the pure energy that she had floating around on her back and just enjoying herself. Now what is the big lesson from that? Number one if you want to do it you will be able to do it. That's the big thing, right? Two, we take the first step. Now, I will tell you, I did not just float on my back one day. It seemed like it, but every time I was in the water, I would attempt to do it. The other thing was I learned how to swim across a pool that had water that was deeper than up to my neck. And I learned how to go from the shallow end to the deep end. I also learned how to jump into the deep end and get to the shallow end. Um, And that was another piece, right? I just, I had been seeing this stuff online and I was like, okay, why am I panicking? I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? (laughs) Those are all those things that you hear in your mind. Why are you afraid? I don't know. (laughs) The water is, the water is your friend. Really? Okay. The other piece was, as I mentioned before, when I was in the water, I just decided to relax and let go. And sometimes that's all it is. You do the part that you're supposed to do and then expect for everything else to do what it's supposed to do. Now, if I consider myself a child of God, and I think of the water as a, as a form of God, right? Not God, but like as a form of God, I had to trust that God was not going to let me drown. I had to trust that I was going to float on the water. I had to trust that when I started kicking my legs and flapping my arms, that I was going to move in the water. And you can kind of consider like the water, like the Holy Spirit, if you were to think of it from a faith-based perspective, right? So when you let go and you just go with it, that's when you start to float. And then, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, it's like Peter. Yeah. A lot of people always talk about Peter drowning in the water and Jesus having to pull him up. What they often don't remember is that Peter actually walked on the water. What does that tell you? That tells you as a believer, you can walk on the water. Remember, Jesus was God in human form, right? A lot of people, he was both man and God, right? And then Peter was just totally man. And he walked on the water. 
We see magicians doing that now through optical illusions or by doing it themselves. We don't really know, but people are doing it. So that ought to give you a different perspective on the things that you think are impossible as being possible. We used to think that it would take a person, a person could never run a mile in five minutes. They're doing it. We used to think that people couldn't climb Mount Kilimanjaro. People are doing it. We used to think that people couldn't survive in a desert. People are doing it. We used to think someone couldn't swim across the English Channel. People have done it and people continue to do it. We used to think that we, we used to think that we would always have a phone that's tethered to a cord. Nowadays, we literally have phones that we take with us everywhere. We used to think those cell phones were going to be those heavy bricks that we carried around. Now we've got cell phones that we barely, if they got weight on them, it's because we put a carrier case on them. How Much more can we iterate in our own lives by understanding that if we trust and we believe that those things that we want are coming, those things that we want as we work through whatever issues might hold us back from receiving them or from understanding are coming. I was even saying to someone, uh, well, to the people in my class, right? When you, when you get happy about making a dollar, then you'll, see a point where you'll get $10. When you get happy about making $10, you'll see a point where you make $100. You get happy about making $100, you'll see a point where you make about $1,000, right? And then when you get happy about $1,000, $10,000, you see what I'm saying? It, it, It becomes exponential because you're willing to one, believe that you can, and two, go after it, right? Oftentimes we start to go after it and everything doesn't go according to plan. So we stop believing that we can. And that's not what we want to do. We want to continue to believe that we can. And then as we are going for it and we make a mistake or we don't quite get something right, then we iterate. We make a tiny change in what we do in order to get to that finished result. They used to say uh, that the definition definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, and and thinking that it's you're you know the definition of insanity do the same thing over and over again at trying to get results right. Where did that come from? It came from inventors who were trying to figure out how to build a light bulb. Well, when you hear Thomas Edison say we tried over a thousand ways that didn't work, right? <laughs> that ought to tell you something. One thousand ways. If you put that in perspective of trying to make a light bulb run three times a day in a year, he was doing this every day of the year, except for on holidays and weekends. If you put that in terms of years, that's every day for three years, just trying once a day for three years. In the end, he created something alongside his partners and some of the people that were working in the background, right? We, we know that there were black people working for Thomas Edison that don't get the credit, but they were there and they helped to build the light bulb. But when he did, when he finished it, when he finished it, when he finally got something that was up and running, it amazed everyone. It was the thing that changed life. We changed our lives as we know it. It, it, it brought about what we see today 
you think about all of the people who were involved in creating well uh, let me go back and talk right there is a company that a lot of people hate and a lot of people love tesla tesla has spent years with spacex and all of these other things elon musk being behind all of this it didn't they didn't just launch a uh, they launched a, a rocket recently right with satellite on it recently it didn't launch the first time and it didn't launch the second time. The third day that they tried it, ooh, they could finally get it off into the sky, right? So every single time, because it didn't work, now just think about it. What if they said, okay, we wanted to launch on the 14th, but the weather wasn't good enough, so we're not gonna try it again. That's just, why? Why would we stop? Why, why would you stop? Think about it. How many things have we tried and think about right now in your life? How many things have you tried and it didn't work out the first time or the second time or the third time, but the fourth time it worked? How many times did you attempt to do something and then you changed what you were doing slightly and then it worked? How many times in your life have you just tried something and quit? Is there something you could have done differently? Then try it again. Is there something you're willing to commit to? Try it again. If someone else is involved in committing to that goal and making it work, talk to them, have a conversation. This is what our dream was. This is what our goal was. Where did we get off on the wrong foot? If you go into the naming and the naming and blaming game, you're not going to you're not going to get past this, right? You're not going to get to a good spot. But if you're willing to sit down and have a conversation and work out a plan so that you don't make those mistakes again, boom. To the moon, Alice, to the moon. We want to get there. We want to have the best life ever. The only way that we're going to do that is by continuing to iterate. Whatever we were trying to do before, try it a little bit differently. Trying to get out of debt? Don't say it's impossible. Just do something different. Is there some kind of way that I can pay off this credit card bill without going into other, any other debt? Is there some kind of way that I can pay off this car note? Is there some kind of way that I can take on a second job? I went in and I, <laughs> look, how many people have applied for jobs? I've known people who have applied to the same company multiple times, been rejected multiple times, third time around, hey, we'd like to offer you a position, making more than what you were making, what we were going to pay you before. I had a friend actually go through that recently, was told over just nine months ago, hey, you don't qualify, you don't have enough experience. I said, okay, went and did something else, got a little bit of experience while along that path, came back, asked them again, say, hey, I'm trying to do this, wanted to submit my application again. Wait a minute, we didn't take you on. Why didn't we take you on? It doesn't make any sense. You have all of the experience that I need for you to have. Well, back then you didn't have this part of the experience, but you had the experience that I really needed. Hey, let me extend an offer of employment to you. All it takes is for you to try again. Sometimes that's all it takes. They will why did we keep telling you no? I've, I've, I've heard it. I have actually another friend of mine that I work with came and applied for three different roles. And then finally, when the role that was perfect for her opened up, boom, door was open. 
just working there, working with me. The career path is set. All she had to do was just be willing to stay with it. And Pat Hopkins always says that. Everybody knows her as I'm a lady, Sister Pat Hopkins. She always says, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. Just tweak it every single time until you make this product. This, You know what? People could have given up and said, what a burger. You know what? We're never going to, we're never going to make this app correct. You know what? Let's just wait a couple of more times. Let's try it again. Uh, this is going to be better. This is going to make it a little bit easier for both the people who are using it and those people who are using it on the front end and those people who have to deliver the food. That one little change that they made, one little change. I'll give you that example again. If you heard my little three minute earlier. I watched a quick little video on Facebook. It's a little life hack and it was actually showing how to make a spice cabinet, but then it also showed them, Hey, if you add some wheels onto this thing, it can be a little rollout cabinet, but all it did, all they showed, okay, first you start out with the frame and then you put the back. And of course you, you know, put your little pieces in that you need in order to make it stable. Now let's add these wheels to it. Made it even better. Start somewhere, as I like to say. I'm going to keep saying it. Start somewhere. All right, tomorrow I have a very special guest coming on. My good friend, Tramel D. Jones of TDJ Consulting. She's going to be on. We're going to talk about career and the same thing, your career goals. I'm hoping to have her to give uh, some wonderful advice to all of you. We'll, of course, keep it making it as short as possible. I don't want these podcasts to be longer than 20 minutes. So we're going to get together. We're going to talk. We're just going to have a conversation because we're going to catch up and then we'll get you onto the correct path. All right. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'll see you on the next.